Well, 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 I am back at you. And um, this evening I'm going to start at uh, from the year 1977. And 1977 is a very phenomenal year. Um, it was right after, when I come from Stockton, you know, I experienced the Black Panther area, area era. And I experienced the, the Black Power Movement. And when I moved to San Jose, uh, we experienced not as much racism as Stockton, but it was obvious because, you know, in Stockton growing up, I was able to identify it. So, you know, most people, it was a lot of people that lived here in Stock in San Jose didn't recognize it. But because I was able to identify it and I knew how to identify it, I was able to see through it. So, um... I thought that it was very vital, you know, to put a vanguard, especially when one of my homegirls got jumped on uh, Story Road over by Poco Way, and uh, that's when I made the decision that we're going to establish a vanguard to protect our community, to protect our folks. It wasn't just a community, it was for our folks, period, you know. uh, We started out in Story Road Apartments, but... When I started the rips, it's SJ rips. It wasn't identifying no one particular area, you know. So it wasn't for a community. It was for the peoples. It was for the peoples all over, you know. And everywhere we roamed, uh, we put it down representing the folks, you know. So anyway, um, you know, when I first started, um, it was a fun thing, you know. We used to party and... We had the hood, you know, it had the neighborhood that was, you know, our sanctuary. You know, we shoot dice, we sell weed, uh, uh, we party. We had, you know, some homegirls that was, you know, ripettes. But then we had some other females from other crews. Um, The Lady Untouchables, uh, they used to come over, you know, because we was very popular. You know, and then so, um, as we started venturing out, you know, we used to leave the neighborhood and go make money, you know, and when we go out and make money, people knew who we were. So, you know, it's a lot of people trying to get a reputation, you know, off the SJ rips. But we was, you know, uh, we used to uh, practice in the neighborhood. You know, we, we practiced this game called espionage, and I instilled in 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 all the homeboys you know all my brothers that before you can give ass whooping you got to take ass whooping so uh 15 of our homeboys would go hide as a singular unit and then the other 15 would find each one of them as a group and rat pack them you can fight back but you're going to get mollywhopped you know so, but then that was our way of learning how to avoid an enemy. And if you do get in the countering enemy, defend yourself no matter what, no matter what the conditions was. So when we did go out and branch out from the neighborhood, you know, it wasn't that, that fear wasn't there because we, we trained, you know, we conditioned ourselves. You know, and when we, majority of times when we went out, we didn't go out no five, six. It didn't take no 20 of us. It, it, it was only like a couple of us that leave out the neighborhood 
and we would have battles and make it back alive. You know, so, uh, and then uh, it's a trip because right after that, that's when the Warriors came out. And I truly identify with that because they went through all different types of neighborhoods and, you know, it wasn't a whole gang of them, but they survived, you know. So, but but that's warrior shit, you know. And we did that before the movie even came out. So, you know, that was very phenomenal. And then it was reinforcing to let me know that we did the right thing. Because right now, today, as I... Uh, speak right now in this pod- podcast today um, uh, what is this August the 24th the 25th 2021 no rips ever got killed with gang violence or you know getting caught slipping or anything like that you know and that's that's a good record. That's a strong demonstration, I must say. You know, and I, you know, I applaud myself and I applaud my loved ones for staying steadfast in all the training and awareness, you know, and forward progress, you know, that we, uh, we, we established at a young age, at a very young age. So, um, then, um, at that stage, 77, 78, you know, it was a lot of money coming in the neighborhoods, you know, so we started selling a lot of weed, you know, and it was a lot of elders, you know, I don't look at them as my OG homies, you know, because they wasn't part of the movement, you know, I look at them as my elders, but a lot of them got slacked up, and, you know, from everything, all the benefits from the civil rights movement, they got comfortable. So, uh, in the 70s, people were getting high. Or, geez, this was before AIDS. So, it was a lot of freaky deaky, high, partying, uh, low riding, you know, uh, shit going on, you know, on the east side of San Jose at that time. You know, we would cruise the boulevard cruising night was it was awesome you know and i was part of the low riding movement you know so low riding is is a part of my character you know and you know after we got ourselves established with you know a lot of the northerners because you know hispanics you know after the respect was established you know that was part of our culture you know it was black and brown and we was really enjoying life We'd go out on and cruise on the boulevard, and they had just as many black lowriders as they did Mexicans uh, lowriders, or Hispanics, because I, I learned a long time ago. You know, and coming up, we used to think that all Latinos were Mexican, so we'd say Mexican, but no. One time I called this guy Mexican, and he said, no, I'm not uh, a Mexican. I'm from Michoacan, you know, or, or I'm from Sinaloa, you know, and stuff like that. So a lot of them don't identify with it. So when I when I say Mexicans, I mean Hispanics or Latinos, you know, um, to, to identify them as a whole and not just one particular area area because they're not from just one particular area area, and, and so um, things start getting good and but at the same time, you know, 
the elders was introducing a lot of stuff to us, you know, because I I hung out with older people, you know, because my mindset wasn't wasn't a teenage mindset, you know, 16, 17, you know, uh, in 1977, I was 16 years old when I started the rips, you know, so 17, you know, uh, it was a lot of older cats that was in their 30s and 40s, you know, that was allowing me to come in their space and kick it with them, you know, and at the same time when I was kicking it with them, you know, I was introduced to, to the same party movement that they was doing because back then it was acid, PCP, uh, uh, cocaine, you know, because at that time, you know, they used to say powder cocaine was a rich man's high, you know, so a lot of the blacks thought it was cool to be snorting some cocaine, you know, and, and for the record, for the record, you know, I used to snort cocaine and I know that crack cocaine is chemical warfare because in snorting cocaine, I never had no tweaking. I never had no jitters. I mean, when I used to snort cocaine, I was cool. I'd be rapping and, you know, getting at females and and be a cool motherfucker, smoke a little weed with it and drink it. But I would be cool. You know, it was not no amped up. You know, uh, hyper, uh, eyes super dilated, tweaking, and, you know, none of that. So, I know that when the crack came out, that was chemical warfare. Because they put something in there to make them people go crazy. And it was so addictive that it made them want more and more and more and more and more. And they couldn't stop, you know. So, um, you know... Things started getting intense. I started buying guns. We started buying guns because there was a lot more threats coming to the neighborhood because, you know, in this world, in this society, people don't like to see others doing good. You know, people don't like to see others doing better than them, you know, and we were doing a lot better than a lot of other people. And we were teenagers, you know, I was 17. You know, in 78, I was 17 years old, you know, and I had me a car. Uh, We got a little place. My homeboy's mom's moved to Texas, and we had our own apartment in Story Road Apartment at at, uh, 16, 17 years old. So, man, it was a lot of things going on, you know, but at the same time, you know, I lost focus. And I know how, you know, now I understand how the Black Panther Party was infiltrated and 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 the foundation was weakened with the drug movement because that was the same thing that happened to us. And we was teenagers, we wasn't adults, you know, we didn't know, we thought that was cool, so we didn't know that it was that the the drugs, how powerful and addictive that stuff was, you know, and we thinking it was cool, you know, we teenagers, you know, so now the momentum is picking up and we're funking with a few people, you know, not many, but a few people, you know, and we letting them have it, 
you know, and you know at the same time it was it was majority majority of them was Hispanics, you know, uh, because they're territorial, you know, and uh, in seventies, you know, when uh, in the seventies from seventy four to seventy eight, it was a lot of blacks moving over, so a lot of them was panicking like, oh they're taking over, you know, and they're territorial too. So they was like, man, fuck that. You ain't taking over these hoods, and we gonna stand up for that. Get the fuck out of here, you know. And when they they came up with that attitude, we was like, motherfucker, we with the business. So the funk was on, you know. But anyway, um, you know, I started diverting my energies because it was a distraction where we was funking and we wasn't making no money. You know, so we started extorting liquor stores, threatening them to burn them down uh, if they didn't pay us. You know, uh, you know, I knew a little something about insurance. And if we keep breaking your windows or burn that store down, your insurance is going to be all fucked up and you ain't going to be able to go in business. So they negotiated with us and we made a little money. And then I started getting greedy. Uh, well, no, actually... When Roots came out, and, you know, by the time I did start the rips, I still had that Roots motherfucker every time I seen a white boy, and I was taking his money, taking his shoes, taking his jewelry, taking his bike, taking everything, because I was angry about, you know, how white society treated our culture, you know, and so... Uh, I started, I started doing robberies, you know, I started doing 211s, I was young, and I knew, you know, because, uh, I had, I tried to go and work in this fast food restaurant, and while I was going to the, uh, to the orientation, they were saying that if somebody come and rob you, give them the money because it's not worth your life and everything is insured so you know as a youngster i knew that i knew that if i go to this business establishment they are instructed to give that money up you know because it's not worth their life and a couple times i went on robberies and and i'm saying you know check this out man you're winning i'm winning I say, this is a win-win situation. Don't try to be a hero. I say, because if I steal $5,000, you're going to say it was $7,000, or you're going to say it was $9,000. You know, your insurance is going to pay for it. So you're winning, I'm winning. This is a win-win situation. Don't blow it, you know, because sometimes motherfuckers try to be heroes. They seen that I was young, and they tried to test my pimping, but I was getting ready to let them have it. And then instead of shooting them, you know, I negotiated with them, and they understood it, you know. So, yeah, I was doing a lot of robberies, and, you know, that that stuff, it kind of, like, got addictive like drugs, man. You know, so from 78 to 79, uh, it was on. Um, so I, 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 I got caught up. In 79, I catch a robbery, and... Um, I go to YA. They tried to trial me as an adult because I had a sawed-off shotgun. And at that time, anytime you alter a weapon, it was still a federal crime. But I just, they had just started minimizing it. 
So they didn't give me a federal case. They trialed me as an adult, but they, but they, but they kept me in a juvenile facility. So as they trialed me as an adult, uh, my first conviction, I got uh, seven years in YA, California Youth Authority. So um, that's when my journey began uh, on the plantation. I call prison a plantation because. You know, the 13th Amendment abolished slavery except for if you're convicted and sentenced to a prison environment. So there I was on the plantation. But anyway, um, this is from 77 to 79. Um, my next episode, I'll get a little bit more in depth into the YA era and then we'll move to the 80s and 90s. But uh, until then, uh, absorb it, digest it, and if you ever have any feedback, you can message me and let me know what your thoughts are. All right, peace.